I broke everything. I'm a vampire. Kill me. Kill me. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. Am I getting through to you? Over! Welcome, everybody, to Vampire's Piss. I am Cassidy. And I'm Matthew. Um, and together we watch Vampire's Kiss uh, over and over again yes. until like a year passes or some such number. Unless we get like super addicted to this and we just do this for every week until we die. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We could be overcome by the movie. Yeah. It's I haven't ruled it out as a possibility. I, you know, I'm sure this movie overcomes a lot of things, you know. I don't know what I mean by that mm. exactly, but I think it's it feels true. It overcomes all odds. It does. Um, yeah. Uh, it certainly is the Lord I, of the Rings of crappy vampire movies. I would love to know what you mean by that. You know, I just started talking and, like, I didn't really have a... <laughs> And I just kind of went with it, but you know, I'm sure I'll think of something by the end of it. Fair enough. Um, yeah, this is a very interesting watch for me. I don't know if it was very interesting uh, for you, mm-hmm. um, but I uh, my my schedule had a few wrenches thrown in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were scheduled to record today a little earlier, but um, uh, my work, like you know switched me in locations and switched to times and so you know i since i was gonna be working earlier and later i uh decided that i was going to watch the movie last night Mm -hmm. instead of this morning or right right after work um which was which was uh interesting because i had just come back at i had got back home at like midnight from hanging out with my friends and going to the Ren Fair. That's oh, kind shit. of why I sound I sound a little uh, gravelly right now. What do you say you sound because... a little hoarse when you went to the Ren Fair? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was yelling and screaming as knights fought each other to the death. Oh, awesome. Um, I, saw, I saw a knight cut another knight's throat. It was pretty cool. That's wonderful. Um, do you think Peter Knight was... would like the Ren Fair? No. There's too many random elements. Uh, he's he's uh he's not he's not a cool nerd like that. He's like he's a nerd in in as much as he would like a uh, like a like a concerto more than he would like a bunch of uh, nerds going out and cosplay and watching uh, a, a very hot family <laughs> fight to the death mm-hmm. in armor. That's true. Uh, yeah. Um, I may disagree with you yeah. later on in the podcast for a reason I'll get into, but oh shit, okay, yeah, nice. I could I see love that. the energy. Him liking a concerto would also link him to his character in Moonstruck, which I like. Hmm. Oh, okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I started the movie last night at, at about one a.m. and after the like thirty minute mark, I was like, I can't. 
<laughs> I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I'm too tired. Right. Here's what I'm going to do to engage myself more. I'm going to take drugs. So I went and I took, got my little weed pen and I took a few hits on that. And it really activated my mind because at first mm-hmm. I had only taken two lines of notes in the first 30 minutes. Yeah. And for the last hour, I have a whole other page right here. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah you know i mean um, i believe the last time is when i was high when i watched it and i i do think mm-hmm. that it definitely enhances the experience i would recommend it to our viewers if you can if you're over I 21 definitely... of course and in a, a state yeah. where it is legal you know mm-hmm. we're not vagrants yeah uh don't smoke if you kids. do if you do weed in other states that are not colorado california new york and oregon yes you're going to hell, yes. so watch it. Just like Peter Lowe. <laughs> he probably smoked once in high school, and that's what set him off on this terrible path. Well, that's that's an interesting that, thing that you bring up, because while I was watching last night, I did Google what mescaline was. Mm. Do you know what mescaline is? Not really. Mescaline is apparently an old and powerful psychedelic mm-hmm. comparable to LSD and peyote. Right. So when I this changes the movie drastically mm-hmm. for me and it changed it for me last night because I it really like switches up the context of this conversation he has with Alva explaining his weird ass actions when he chases her into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, it really changes the context of the conversation because it changes it from being like, oh yeah, I was doing something like cocaine, which makes you erratic and emotional. Instead, it's like, no, I was doing uh, like peyote <laughs> and having a, a, a dream journey and i thought i was chasing like a a gnome through a forest who had stolen my wallet you know right i've never done psychedelics but like you know (laughs) it changes (laughs) it changes the conversation because it means that he did psychedelics and he is like blaming his actions on the the like mind-altering effects that a psychedelic would have on you Mm mm-hmm and your like perception of reality. And then I followed that thread being like, um, does this explain his vivid hallucinations he keeps having? Uh, but where did he get mescaline and why is this movie all a weird mescaline hallucination that he had? <laughs> and it's like, did he take mescaline like right before the movie started? Mm-hmm. And this entire movie is just his trip right maybe it was it was a extremely um yeah i was just consumed by these thoughts after having this realization mm-hmm. um but also it's like he is definitely not the kind of person that would do psychedelics right you know i'm thinking maybe you know back in his high school mm-hmm. days Maybe he did a little too much, and that's why he's like this. Maybe, but also, I don't know. I, I feel like people have people who have done psychedelics have a lot more... I, I feel like I always hear people who've done psychedelics talk about like how they gained this very unique sort of empathy 
Yeah. Because they've experienced, like, ego death and, like, you know, have sort of... It's, like, altered the way they think about the world and, like, mm. everyone else in it. Sure. I feel like Peter Lowe is not like this. I suppose not. I feel like doing psychedelics would have at least changed him fundamentally in some way. You know, that is a lot of people's experience, but... Mm -hmm. honestly i don't know if it would be everyone's experience like i could imagine That's peter low trying it once and like just really not enjoying it and it's like oh mm -hmm. no i'm still an asshole you know yeah if this movie had been made in 2010 i think uh the it would have been way funnier if this movie was actually just a five minute salvia trip that he had mm -hmm. do you remember salvia no salvia was this incredible uh drug that came out uh in like the early 2010s mm -hmm. and it was it was legal and they sold it in gas stations mm. and it was it was widely available so it it was um it was just like teens like high schoolers would, were just basically lining up to buy it and have the worst five minutes of their life <laughs> because it was it was an extremely extremely potent hallucinogen mm -hmm. that gave you like a five minute trip that felt like like a thousand years like i've i've heard like people talking about like their salvia stories where it was just like yeah like i was like everything was made out of legos and then my carpet turned into a river and then someone's like oh that sounds great he's like no it's the worst thing i've ever experienced <laughs> and i think i think uh this whole movie being a salvia hallucination would also be very on brand with i think the movie's mm -hmm. um uh, vibe i guess yeah, perhaps Peter has just like been microdosing this whole time, and he's just having like a really bad reaction to everything. Mm -hmm. Just really spiking his anxiety, you know, his anger. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think you know, like talking about this, and like I haven't done psychedelics yet either, though. Like, if I'm being perfectly honest, like it's getting closer and closer. Nice. Yeah, like it's. I haven't planned anything yet, but, like, I am going to do Shrooms with Ren and Moby at some point. Like, I feel like within the next two months at least. But cool. I think to gain a better perspective on this movie, we need to mm -hmm. do Mescaline and then watch it. and then. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you said that because I was literally just about to say, Matt, the first, I really, I, I, it shouldn't be your first time. I don't think you should do Psychedelics for the first time and watch this movie. Mm-hmm. I do think you should do psychedelics and watch this movie, though, at yes. some point. Yes. <laughs> I, I it don't... may be a waste of a trip, mm -hmm. but it also may be incredibly interesting. I, I wouldn't say that it'd be a waste of a trip. I feel like, mm -hmm. you know, when when I do do psychedelics, I feel like I'll be looking for, you know, answers. And I feel like this movie does have some answers, not the ones I'm <laughs> looking for necessarily, but <laughs> they will have an answer, a few, mm -hmm. you know yeah so I guess yeah we'll that's see. true we'll see i i i've heavily look forward to you reporting back on that mm -hmm. um but like if we do do mescaline <laughs> you know i don't know anything about it like if that's like ill-advised or not probably but I, I don't even know if it's on the market anymore i'm sure it's i'm sure possible it's not i'm sure we could find someone 
but Mm -hmm. i feel like we need to just to see like is that a valid excuse like would we chase someone around in office like (laughs) on it maybe we'll chase each other who knows but yeah i'll i'll run all the way back to new york to find you Mm -hmm. yeah sure you should take it like (laughs) on the plane and then come out and like see if you can find me oh my god I could not imagine a worse environment for me to do a psychedelic in. Just so everyone knows, I'm like very, very uh, susceptible to drugs. I, I don't even like. In all seriousness, I don't think I'll ever do psychedelics because I've, I've, I've gotten like too high on just like one good hit of weed before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I could handle a psychedelic of any kind. Uh, once I do it, I'll let you know. <laughs> Fair enough. That's you know what I trust you. Yeah. I um, mean, I just know I was... that you need to be in a good headspace to do it, and you know. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine that you'd be in a bad one watching this movie. You know? so <laughs> perhaps it's That's like true. Perhaps it's like the gateway for your psychedelic journey. You know, like baby steps. Mm. Like you know, this is my comfort movie. I know what I have in store for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just mm-hmm. gonna just gonna take this ride, you know, the spirit journey with Peter. Uh, I, I, you know, I couldn't think of a worse person to take <laughs> a spirit journey with than Peter Lowe. He's uh, he's not right, man. He's not. No, he's, he's not a. He's not an ideal uh, trip sitter for sure. Oh my god, no! It's like I think it was Fiona Apple who said that she did cocaine with paul thomas anderson and quinn tarantino and she said it was like one of the worst experiences for oh life my God. <laughs> it'll be like that you know oh man yeah that is nightmare blunt rotation mm-hmm. right there people in the audience like what is like worst nightmare blunt uh pt anderson and quinn tarantino on coke or patrick bateman and peter lowe like on mescaline talking oh None of them are going to kill you for this fictional scenario. I think, Mm. obviously, like, the fictional ones, more likely to kill you, probably. But, you know, just for conversation. I mean, I think Patrick Bateman will kill everyone involved, because I don't think he would tolerate Peter Lowe, even in the slightest. I feel like he deals with Peter Lowe so, like, often, though. But he would mm. I think Peter Lowe is below his pay grade. He definitely is. I don't know, I have to think about it. And I will Although have to think I... about it when I write the fan fiction. Yeah, I haven't rewatched American Psycho, but I did watch a video about it. Did you watch the recently, kill count I... on it? I did. Yes. I did watch the kill count. Very good kill I lo- count. Shout out to Dead Meat. We yeah. like Dead Meat over Love here. Love Dead Meat. Uh, Love Chelsea. Hope she does more kill counts. Mm-hmm. She did very I mean, good she job. did a... She did one for American Psycho 2, which I, I didn't watch that one because I do actually want to watch American Psycho 2 first mm-hmm. before I watch that kill count. I see. Um, but, like, I forgot that uh, I forgot that Patrick Bateman is, like, a loser in that movie. He is, Like, yeah. everyone is like, oh, Patrick Bateman's a big dweeb. Yeah, he is. He's, like, not that different from Peter Lowell in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, which I think would maybe prompt him to brutally murder Peter Lowe because he hates that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to see that reflected in him. Yeah, but then again, also he's like an emotionless, like an emotionless uh, sociopath. Yeah, robot. Yeah, he's not. He's not really. Um, 
He's not as emotional as Peter Lowe, I don't think. He's very angry. That's like certainly emotion he feels. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, one day I'll 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 do the the watch idea where I watch both movies at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Not this time. Not this time. Um. That's like a late game stuff. You guys are gonna have to stick around with us for a little while before you get that. Yeah. Picture. I'm thinking. I'm thinking like post 10 watches that's when i'll i'll whip that bad boy out mm-hmm. really um, i was thinking like 30 oh wow yeah maybe mm-hmm. we'll see uh, we'll see what ha- we'll see what happens there i have so many ideas that i'm like also trying to keep secret that's true from you because it would be a fun reveal i see i have a few i have a few secrets though i love this I, w- I think for one of the secrets, I will have to tell you and like not make it a secret, and then we will just both bring our our, our ideas to the episode. But there sounds are, good, man. There are things. There are things, most certainly. Hell yeah. Um, how was your watch? I I've talked a lot about my uh sleepy high watch <laughs> where I <laughs> thought about hallucinogens a lot. Uh, but how was your watch? Um. My watch at the beginning like wasn't super active. I was cooking at the same time, but I had the headphones on. Mm-hmm. I had it playing like, and I would look back at it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was I was eating a Philly cheesesteak I made at the same time of one of the times that Rachel was was mm-hmm. biting his neck, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I see, we're the same." <laughs> Very briefly, <laughs> she's just like me for real, for sure. Um, but I don't know, I was just thinking about stuff, you know, I like, I really like the post-nut clarity that Peter Lowe has after he has his sexy time with Rachel, especially the time mm-hmm. where he was like telling her about the mescaline or whatever. She's complimenting him about mm-hmm. the mescaline. Cause he just like looks so out of it and like, like he did not enjoy that whatsoever. And he's so hunched no. and just like weird looking. I think mm-hmm. that part's great. Um, I think it's really funny that, cause you know, he's extremely delusional, Peter. Like that's why he thinks he's yeah. a vampire and he's just like, he's talking to her and he's like, I'm so hungry and stuff. And it's like, we don't even see him try to eat regular food for his body to reject it at all. Like, in, nah, I, yeah. I actually, I actually noted this during my watch. The only things he eats in this movie are a roach, a pigeon, blood, and pistachios. Yes. Those are the only things we see him eat in this movie. He has a few uh, hero rolls, but we never see him eat him. And he abandons one on the street. Hero rolls? You know, like the, the long, like, little French breads. Oh! Right, 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 yes. I, I thought, for some reason, I thought that was sushi, and I thought you had seen something that I had missed oh, after know. six watches. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just think oh, it's Oh god, you just brought me back to New York so hard. I forgot that's <laughs> what they called the sandwich like the big sandwiches when you order them from a deli. Do they hero. not do they not call them heroes other places? Uh I've yet to go to a, a deli here that calls uh the long sandwich a hero. What do they call them then? I don't know. I haven't gone to the like the closest thing I've gone to a like a sandwich deli place here has been Subway, mm-hmm. and they call those footlongs. Right, I see. So, are you telling me that if I go to California, I'm like, hey, can I have a hero? And they'll be like, um, 
You mean a longy bready tube, actually? You fucking idiot. <laughs> Are you from New York, right? Idiot. Things is about I... data. No. Not to sound like an ignorant New Yorker, but I don't know if there are, like, bodegas here. Like, there are in New York. But, like, there's no, like, corner store sandwich shops? Mm, I haven't found any yet. And none of them are 24 hours. Mm -hmm. They all close at, like, either 11 or midnight at the very latest. Unfortunate. Yeah, this is not a 24-hour city, which uh, fucked me up for, like, the first, like, month or two that I lived here. Yeah. I'm a night owl. Yeah. I, I stay up late, and I get hungry. Yeah, it's true. And I realize it's too late for me to go get, like, a Sammy. Yeah. So you just gotta think about food. Yeah. Maybe I have to do... you get so hungry, you see a roach or a, or a pigeon or something. <laughs> and, you, know, you gotta eat. Yeah, you... You, that's true i should have <laughs> i was going to <laughs> i'm glad you referenced the movie there because i was going to reference a stupid post from tumblr about a guy who made a burger tulpa a burger tulpa what is that well a tulpa is like a thing that becomes real if you imagine it enough uh interesting um, there's a word for that yeah i think it i think it has it has like a mythology and like i think east asian culture i think I don't remember what call. I could be very wrong about this, but I think it like there's like some kind of cultural legend about tulpas, uh, and they're like spirits or like just a thing that will become real if you believe in it hard enough. Mm-hmm. But it was just literally just a, a post on Tumblr about a guy who was like, I was like late night drunk, very hungry, wanted a burger from Wendy's, but I didn't want to order it in like because I knew I was just going to take a few bites and throw it away. Mm-hmm. So instead, I imagined the platonic ideal <laughs> of a Wendy's burger, and then I imagined taking a bite, and then taking a bite, and then taking a bite, and then taking the last bite, and then uh, the burger was gone. And then I felt immediately better. What's wrong with me? <laughs> and then someone responded to that post, Capitalism Zero, Burger Tulpa One. <laughs> that's that's um, wonderful. That's mind over matter. I really respect that brain power. Yeah. That uh, very that's, differently. That's what, I, that that's remind- what I'm at. Um, <laughs> oh, go ahead. Uh, just very differently. That reminds me of a YouTube video I watched of someone doing a tutorial on how to have an orgasm without touching yourself completely. <laughs> <laughs> go on. How- Please enlighten me. You know, I feel like there was some shaking involved, like some like intense eye closing. <laughs> I. I think they made it happen. I don't... Uh, in the video? Well, I don't think he's... Uh, they're not, like, unclothed or anything, but... I, I be- If I remember but... correctly, they were, like, in, like, you know, the, the crisscross applesauce, you know? Like, they're, like, you know, like, in a very zen pose, and it's like, listen, we're gonna, we're gonna get here, you know? We're gonna get here together. <laughs> Dude. I wasn't doing it with them. I was just watching for curiosity's sake. I have to find this video now. I you, you send me a link or something. Uh, fuck up my recommends. Ago. This was years ago. I, oh, okay. I I, I thought this like... was something you you discovered recently. No, 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 no. I mean, granted, I feel like if you there, there's only I'm sure there's only so many videos like that on the mm. internet. So you could find yeah. it. Listeners, Is this like if those... you want to, you could look for it and send it to us. You know, 
Yeah, if you're listening and you know exactly what we're talking about, please send it to us. <laughs> if you're the guy uh, who we made didn't... that video, be like, oh, guys, you, did, you didn't get it. Let me show you. <laughs> yeah, uh, tweet it directly at us at GameRealPod on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what our tw- our handle is. I haven't used it in so long. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I just got a, a message that I'm not going to read out loud. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's your our manager Let's... saying stop talking about the guided meditation orgasms. <laughs> um, I wonder if it was just like, do you remember those things on YouTube? The the eye dozers. Eye dozers. What is that? It was like, uh, it was kind of like that, but it was like electronic drugs. It was like supposed to trick you, and it was supposed to trick middle schoolers into just watching them. But it was like you had to like do them with the lights out and like in your bed and apparently like it made you feel sensations. It was like a like a noise, I think, that was supposed to like be the same as psychedelic drugs or something. A noise? I don't think they were real, but I remember my friend telling me about these. I see. I Yeah. I think it was just like imagining so hard and like a really like mm-hmm. a mind over matter thing like yeah to the most literal sense i think some of them were scary so i like i don't know i never did them because i i frankly forgot but i remember my friend at lunch like in middle school like telling me about them and how like intense they are Mm -hmm. and i was just like uh okay how do they work and then he explained it to me and i was like okay and then i i forgot to even look into them yeah, kids should I could, be doing that shit. Yeah, d- don't uh don't do do eye dozers or what don't watch a sound that makes you uh oh, feel like an angel of death is coming for you or something. That's yeah. the one he had described to me. It was like angel of death and it was like apparently felt like the angel of death was like coming for you or something. I think I think children should keep the angel of death away from them for as long as they can, at least for like a little while. You can say that again. I think um, that children should stay away from the angel of death as long as possible. If they <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> um, I'm going to veer us back towards the movie. Yeah, we're a little off um, topic. Yeah, a little, just a little, but that's just fine. But I do think that it's really funny and very in character for Peter to just assume that he can't eat human food because he's a vampire before actually trying and rejecting human food. I really I can't remember. If, I can't remember if he ate the pistachios before or after he ate the cockroach. Was he eating the pistachios at work? He... He was eating it at work when he was apologizing to Alva and talking mm. about mescaline. mescaline. He right. also he also was eating them when he was going he was like getting ready to go on a second date with Jackie. Yeah. I think and those I think are definitely it. before the roach. Yes. Okay. I can't I can't remember for sure. Mm-hmm. Um also I looked I looked very intently at Peter when he was shaving because that's the only time that we see him 
shirtless and with his back to us. And that is the only time that you can also see that there's definitely a tattoo on Nicolas Cage's back. Nice. That they definitely did not mean for Peter Lowe to have and is definitely why he always has a shirt on during all the sex scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to ask you this, this hypothetical. Mm-hmm. What is that tattoo? Not... Not what is the tattoo that Nicolas Cage has, because I'm sure we could Google that and get an answer. But what is the tattoo that Peter Lowe has? Well, I think that connects to something that I was thinking about this this watch and like piecing together yeah. the backstory of Peter Lowe. So we've established mm-hmm. that, you know, he had an, a father who expected too much from him, like expected mm-hmm. this like idea of success and masculinity that he could never, you know, attain we established in a few episodes ago that like he was probably like a failed poet or failed writer of some sort and he probably only got Mm -hmm. this job through nepotism and he owns nosferatu on vhs he clearly like has a a preoccupation with vampires and you Mm -hmm. know with the vampire stuff and the poetry i'm thinking like was peter ever I don't for a short time maybe goth perhaps he had a goth phase right he had his artistic phase when he was maybe in high school those were the days as he said Mm -hmm. and perhaps his father made him you know get rid of that he was like fuck you dad I'm gonna try to be a writer he fails and he has to completely like submit to this idea reinvent himself as this boring like completely washed guy but you know maybe back in the day he was a freak, you know? He mm-hmm. wanted to get more tattoos. He, like, on a whim, you know, got a big one on his back. No more after that, but he did that. He was into vampires. He was into poetry. He was like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna live the life, you know? But sometimes things don't, just don't work out that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is that tattoo, do I you think, think? I think... Keeping all that in mind. Well, I don't remember, like, what the parts that we can see are that but mm-hmm. I think it could be a bat or a spider. Mm. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the kind of thing, you know. Maybe sushi because it's so refreshing. I don't know. <laughs> I like this theory. Uh, my theory um, that I wrote down, I think I was definitely high at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote here, my answer is the Vitruvian man. The Vitruvian man? Yeah, the Leonardo DiCap not DiCaprio, DiCaprio. Da Vinci. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, think, I think you're da right Vinci. the first time. Yes. <laughs> it's the Da Vinci sketch of the guy with like he's in the he's yeah. like in the sacred geometry is like the right. the square and the circle and he's got the four arms and four mm-hmm. legs. Yeah. So deep man. Yeah. I I think it's the Vitruvian man. Interesting. Um and I this is coming from me thinking that Peter Lowe is definitely as milk toast as he was he is now back then as he is now you know like mm-hmm. he was milk toast then he's milk toast now yeah. what is something that Peter Lowe would get tattooed on his body and i think it is something from the 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 renaissance, the renaissance era i think it is absolutely a sketch from Leonardo da Vinci DiCaprio. something that i think he would yeah DiCaprio Leonardo it's da Vinci also something DiCaprio he would is Yes. <laughs> it is something that I think Peter Lowe would also absolutely um, ascribe, like, 
the idea of masculinity too, mm-hmm, because sure. it is also like something that he I think would see as sophisticated. Mm. I could definitely. But then, see of that. course, like he covers it up because it's a tattoo, and yeah. you know, can't be having that in his ideal of life, right? But you know, perhaps in his more like clubby, vagrant kind of like goth phase, he might have had like you know one of those shirts with the back cut open, you know, real edgy mm. type stuff. Mm-hmm. I also say the goth stuff because I don't know, like at the end when he like gets in the club and he's just like, I don't know, it just feels very natural to him in a way. And he keeps yeah. going to these clubs. Yeah, he he does go to clubs quite a bit. I think he may have been like a goth clubber at some point, as he did. Yeah, you know, in the eighties. Well, that would also depend on how old we think he is, because like it's eighty eight in this movie, right? Um. That would either mean he like was in the early eighties was when he was like super young and doing all this stuff. Yeah. Or he was like doing this all in the seventies, which I think I don't know if there were goths in the seventies. Were there goths in the seventies? Uh they're definitely punks. Yeah. I'd have to I'd have to think about what the lead singer from the damned looked like at the time, because he's a he's mm. a goth icon for sure. And he was like goth pretty mm-hmm. early on. Yeah. Though I feel, I feel like if he's in his early thirties or like, I'd say, I'd say Peter's probably in his early thirties. He's either in his early thirties or his late twenties. Yeah. So either he way, like, like he could have old. had his late teens or his early twenties as a goth, and it would still, he would mm-hmm. still be able to clean up at this point within that time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um. Oh yeah, because the twin towers are in a few of the uh, what do you call them? You know, like the B roll, like city footage. Yeah, obviously he didn't. They're in yes, establishing shots. They are there, and obviously he didn't survive long enough to you know see this. But what do you think Peter no. would feel about nine eleven? Oh man, that is a big question, isn't it? It is because uh, it did change everything. You know, how old Let's we even? Let's assume he's 30 for this movie. Sure. Um, so he'd be in his 40s. Been... His... No, or his 50s? His 50s, his... yeah. He would have been in his, like... Well, no, he would have been in his, like, late 40s, I think. I think so, yeah. If he was 30 in 88... Yeah. In 2001. And 9-11 happened in 2001. Did it happen in 2001? I should probably know this. Nine <laughs> eleven. Yes, it was in two thousand one. Yeah. So, um, I think it would have been in his early forties. Mm-hmm. That's the true important question of the podcast that I think we should suck up the rest of the, our time with. Mm-hmm. I know it's a yeah, big question. What would he? I mean, I think he. It's hard. The, the The hard part is, is like I can't imagine this guy living past where he does <laughs> because of how he is. Mm-hmm, that's I'm just true. Like, he does have a death wish. My my immediate instinct was to say I think he would have died in 9/11 <laughs> if he didn't. If he didn't die from being a vampire in this movie, I think he would have died again. Wow. I think he would have somehow found himself 
in like where like in a in a position to maybe just unrelated to the actual event, he would have just died somewhere else in the city just for different down a reasons. Cover or something. Yeah, or like like got hit by a by like a passing truck or something. I feel like Peter's definitely like you know like you hear those stories. And it's like oh my god, like a man like falls into a tiger like zoo cage and gets mauled, and you're like, who the fuck yes. would do that? Peter's the kind of person peter i think he would yeah i think he would have fallen into the gorilla enclosure and got beaten to death on the same day that happened that uh the 9-11 attacks happened <laughs> the second tragedy and of that no, day yeah and that that would be an instance where they would not have put the gorillas down because we could not like the america couldn't have handled a gorilla death as well as the deaths of many americans during 9-11 mm-hmm. most notably peter Lowell yeah or if if you're anyone else least notably mm-hmm. um <laughs> well i think we've explored that topic Moving. yeah i think uh i think we've set our piece um let's see i before we get into like the regularly scheduled topics i do want to bring up um I do just have to say, I wrote here, the writer of this movie's name is Joseph Minion. Mm. That's all I've written. I literally verbatim what I wrote is, the writer of the writer is Joseph Minion. Do something with that info. Mm. What was I thinking? <laughs> well, you're probably thinking of the Minions. And... I think I was. Do you think... If Peter lived long enough, he'd be, like, one of those old people on Facebook who, like, share, like, minion memes that, like, don't know. Like, that it looks ironic. Yes. Yes, I want to believe this with my whole heart. Okay. That he would absolutely be, be unironically <laughs> sharing minion quotes. I really love the idea that, like, as, like, a person, Peter Lowe, like, you know, like, he has, like, a very superficial relationship with media. But his two mm-hmm. favorite movies are Nosferatu and the Minions movie. <laughs> yeah the minions movie completely divorced from despicable me doesn't know what despicable me is doesn't care he was not a fan of despicable me i think but the minions movie that got something you know Mm -hmm. that spoke to him it did (laughs) this is also supposing that peter lowe also survives (laughs) 9-11 there's a lot of different timelines of peter lowe oh yeah in the multiverse yeah, this is the everything everywhere all at once version of Peter Lowe. The only he, he dies in pretty much every multiverse during yes. like the events of Vampire's Kiss, and mm-hmm. then there's like a handful where he dies in nine eleven, and there's one where he survives and is sharing minion quotes on Facebook. <laughs> That's interesting because I was thinking that like most of them he dies in Vampire's Kiss. Others, mm-hmm. he dies on 9-11. And the only one where he doesn't die on 9-11 is where he enjoys the minions. Yes. Yes. Um, which I think might also be Hot Dog Universe, uh, mm. where people have hot dogs for fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Do you think he yeah, that's all I. He's a New York guy. Uh, mm, no, because he's also a Philly guy. He probably only eats Philly cheesesteaks. Okay. Yeah. And sushi. Yeah, hot yes, dog, New York hot sushi. dogs aren't terribly refreshing, and he does like that about that. Yes, that's such a weird take on sushi. I, I don't know. I like. I don't. I don't eat sushi because I'm vegetarian. Mm. I, 
you know, I, I'm indifferent to it. Yeah. I don't know that I would say it's refreshing, though. Do you, would you say that? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, it's, like, it's light, you know? Like, you don't... Mm. I think comparative to, like, or compared to American food, which, like, is often more heavy and greasy, you know? Like, especially when, like, okay. you grow up mostly on that, and then you start having sushi. You're just like, yeah, this is, like, I don't feel like shit after. This is kind of weird, you know? Okay, fair enough. I, I hadn't considered that. Um, before we close our conversation for this week, um, we gotta, we gotta do our regular housekeeping. Um, first of all, did you have a standout moment at all of this movie that Um, we haven't discussed? I don't remember if, I mean, we've discussed this moment before. I don't know if it's been my Mm -hmm. favorite moment, but I think, and it's like specifically like this sequence where he has his groceries and he walks up and he like mm-hmm. looks and he sees the neon church sign and he falls to the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that part is so fucking funny. I think it's, it's pretty re- good. It's like really well executed. Just like he has like this weird, innocent puppy dog look. He's just kind of like timidly mm-hmm. holding his groceries and just his slow look up and then the cut. It's like the giant neon cross and the music sting along with it. Yeah. Fantastic. He's such a drama queen. And you have to keep... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Just, like... And after watching this so many times, and, like, for the most part, thinking, like, yeah, he's definitely not a vampire. This is all in his head. It's so Mm. funny. Yeah. Because he's so into it, you know? I... Yeah, he also looks so sad in that shot before he sees the cross. Mm -hmm. Um this is this is a good uh, lead into the next thing. I'll just say my standout was all of Rachel's outfits. She mm. looks great all the time, Fashion earrings stuff. included. Yes. Her earrings are awesome. Her outfits are fucking incredible. She slays. That's true. Um, but we should discuss, do we think he's a vampire? I think you went last time. That's true. I also... Oh, no, I went last time. Last time I said that my evidence was that he a stake kills him. So it is actually your turn to okay, present okay. a piece of evidence to whether or not he is a vampire. Mm. Let me think. Because five seconds ago, I did say that I didn't think that he was a vampire. But, you know, mm-hmm. I could be wrong. It's true. Mm. It's it's impossible to know until we've seen this at least 52 times. I, I think so, yeah. it's It's a hard question, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially because really... yeah, it, it's very ambiguous, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, would you say that Peter's a dishonest guy? Uh, yes, because he lies to his therapist. I think. Yes, he does. I but was... you know. Uh huh. He does say, I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire, I'm a fan, runs through yeah. the streets, and yeah, I don't know, when you say something really confident to me, you know, like, if you really sell it, like, mm-hmm. I'll be there with you. Yeah. And, you know, perhaps he's not the most trustful guy, but mm-hmm. this time, I don't know about next time, but this time, I think I'll give it to him. You know, I love that. I love that the evidence that he is a vampire for this is just the sheer confidence he has about being a vampire. It's true. I mean, you know, he he was thinking it over for a long time, and that's the conclusion Mm -hmm. he came to. 
Yeah. You know, I agree. Des- despite all the evidence against that, you know, he still thought <laughs> it. And, you know, we like self confidence on this podcast. We like, yeah, it's affirming true. yourself, you know, living your best life. Believe in yourself, everybody. Yeah. If, you're, if you think you're a vampire, you're a vampire, you know? And your girlfriend <laughs> might break up with you and you'll ask people to kill you on the street. Yeah. Fair warning. Yeah. It's not an easy um, life. No. Not at all. Surely not. If this movie taught me anything, being a vampire is not easy. Mm-mm. No. Um, <laughs> that's the, that's right. the tagline of the movie. Being a vampire is <laughs> I mean, if this movie had taken a different tone with it and been more of like an 80s sex comedy, it absolutely would have like had that as a tagline. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could this see movie that way weirder. No, it's, yeah, I could see uh, it making that turn like in, in another alternate universe. But oh, for sure, it's one funny. of the multiverses for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, last bit of uh, podcast uh, requirements of this discussion. Um, is his vampire powers mm-hmm. what is his vampire power vampire i have a power. i have a pretty uh out there one okay go ahead um i wrote down um oh where is it uh his vampire power he's always watching nosferatu <laughs> we see it once mm-hmm. but we don't see him consume any other media but i think no. his power is that no matter what media he is looking at mm, or listening Nosferatu. to, it's always Nosferatu. Interesting. And that's why he doesn't like modern art, because it's not moving. Because the mm. other part of this power is that he's always watching Nosferatu, and he loves it. He and so whenever he looks at art, it's it's uh, it's not Nosferatu, and he doesn't like that. And mm. that's why he hates it in the new museum, and he yeah. leaves, because it's not Nosferatu. Yeah, it's like, I mean, why would I want anything else, you know? Right? Um, there we yeah, go. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I think his vampire power is. Do you have one? Uh, I'm, I'm going with you. I think that's a great answer. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, all right. Um, any final thoughts before we close the book on this, uh, this, this our sixth watch? Um. I have, so, I have a few things I didn't bring up, but I think oh, yeah. we want to take them to a much longer thing, and we'll just have to do it next time on the podcast. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, in that case, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Tune in to hear those special Matthew thoughts. Um, It'll be worth it, I'm sure. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, I've been Cassidy Easton. And I've been Matt. Uh, Good night and uh, see you next week. Bye.